This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast in association with Sky Blue Tavern and Dylan's Brewery. Wardy here to guide you through this evening and I'm pleased to be joined by Dave. Good evening. How you doing, mate? All good, yeah, very well. Good, good. And we've also got Ross here. How are you doing, Ross? Very good, mate. Good evening to you both. Yeah, it's uh, been another another good week for the Sky Blues. Obviously, picking up picking up a point on the road at Wigan, and then back backing that up with a fantastic four one win at the Seaside on Saturday. As you can hear from my voice, um, it was a it was a big day and a night out in Blackpool, um, but a lot of a lot of fun um, and, and a great win. Um, is it back on, boys? Is the playoffs on? I think you've got to say, haven't you, that there's the room of a chance. Um, there's a lot of football still to be played, but hey, after seven games, if you'd have been offered this, um, you know, seven games in with the situation of what it looked like at the start of the season, you'd absolutely take it, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ross, how are you, how are you feeling about things? 100%, I think. Yeah, Wigan, Wigan was slightly sort of disappointing, you know, sort of the way that we, we had the lead and sort of threw that, well, not threw it away, but, you know, didn't come away with all three points, but to back it up with such a comprehensive win on the weekend and to sort of go into the international break, eight games to go, three points off the playoffs, you know, you have to say that we were in the mix. You know, if we were a bit lower down the table, we'd probably look at a team in our position and go, they've got a chance, nine games unbeaten, we've got the momentum. Yeah, we're definitely in the mix. And as as Dave said, <laughs> at the start of the season, if, if after we lost to Preston and that finally when we had our first home game, if any of us had been offered this now, Sisu gone, you know, um, Wasps gone, we would have took it. So yeah, no, bring it on and yeah, brilliant. 
Yeah, it's been a it's mad, really, isn't it? Some of the stuff that's happened this season, and to be where we are, it's it's incredible. We'll we'll talk a bit later on about obviously the run in. Um, you know, slightly trickier games to come than we've we've had the last few, but like you say, you know, we have got we've got every chance. Um, let's look back at the Wigan game. Um, obviously with the lineups, Dave uh, Burrows and Maguire came in for Dabo and Howley. Nice that we've got some options and we can move you know just to switch things around a little bit with the with the hectic schedule we have we've had the last few weeks. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, I think Burrows is a really, really solid player. Um, I'm starting to prefer him to to, to anyone else in that right back role. Um, you've got Dabo, you've got um, Eccles, haven't you, that's played there every now and again at right back, although, you know, he's sort of firmly in Mark Robbins' central midfield now. Um, I thought Howley was always going to drop out. He's came in. I thought he played well when he, when he dropped in for us uh, at home. Um, and it was interesting to see Maguire because I think he'd been out in the cold for quite a while. No one really knew what his role was, uh, what sort of position he was going to play. Um, and I actually thought he was he was pretty good. It's good to see him to get some minutes and we're going to need that because, um, you know, it's it's still thick and fast and we've still got some some fixtures to play. So I think it's nice to see Maguire finally get some some minutes. I think the jury was, was out very quickly as the, the Coventry jury does does do this after Ian must have had what minutes yeah. um, in the in the home fixture uh, that we had, and you know you can't really judge a player on that. But yeah, I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, thought he thought he had a decent game. Um, obviously, a few early chances in the game, Ross, and actually the best one probably did fall to Maguire, didn't it? A, a brilliant ball through from Hamer, and you know it, it, he did go a little bit wide. Could he have done better there? Or um, I think. I think with the sort of attributes that Maguire seems to have, I think he probably did as well as he could in terms of, I mean, it did seem like in slow motion, him getting two Hamers through ball. Um, but when he got there, took it around the keeper, which I think was exactly you know, the right decision and, and was unlucky that it was cleared off the line. I think, I just think someone a little bit quicker than him would potentially have got on and been able to fire the shot before the keeper had come out, you know, and, and probably would have scored. Um, I agree. I think clearly on the ball, he's got some technical ability. You know, Robbins has pointed that out, hasn't he? He sort of linked up. He, he's clearly got a you know decent footballing brain on him. The thing that sort of stood out to me, though, um, I don't know what you two guys thought, but in that game was off the ball when Wigan bypassed our two strikers and Maguire, he very rarely <laughs> tracked back. You know, you see O'Hare, you see Casey Palmer, putting the yards and getting back, being that extra third man in, you know, a midfield, if you like, he didn't do that. And I sort of feel like that is part of the reason probably why he got hooked at half time, to be honest, because we were getting overrun, but it was a really good chance for him. A great ball from Hamer and he, yeah, he, he was excellent. So yeah, that was an unfortunate moment, but um, yeah, he did pretty well in that moment. Yeah. And obviously Ross, poor conditions in that, that first half, horrendous with the rain coming down, but I thought we, we played okay, but, possibly made Wigan look a little bit better than they are with their league position, yeah, especially. I, th- I think probably, yeah, I think, I think the pitch certainly uh, was a contributing factor to that. I think that the, I mean, the conditions were awful. And I mean, if you said to me, Wardy, you know, if on a nice summer Saturday, you went, Oh, we've got to go to a rainy, you know, Wigan away on a Tuesday night. It just doesn't sound a very appetizing prospect. Um, and the conditions were such they obviously share their ground, you know, their rugby's played there and obviously yeah, we know what that's like, but the, but the pitch wasn't holding up very good at all. And 
Uh, yeah, we we did make them better than what they are, you know, because they've clearly been on a they've been on a horrendous run of form. But they're obviously fighting for their lives, so obviously they're going to come out and and try, um, you know, and, and impose themselves. And and they we sort of made them. It was a combination of both things. We were off it slightly, I think, in terms of out of possession, and they were probably giving it as good as they've got, really, and that made them look better than they actually are. Yeah. Did you, Dave? What did you make of it? Did you think the wing backs perhaps were were a bit of a, a weak spot for us first half? A few people were saying that at half time. I don't know. I just felt that we, I felt that we didn't really. We sort of overran midfield, um, and we can't. We controlled midfield. I felt, um, and I just, I'm not sure. I, I just don't think we played to our strengths. Uh, on 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 the, we were quite negative at times. I felt as well, um, but I don't know. It's 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 easy to say, isn't it? When you, when you look back um, and playing against a team that are fighting for their lives and. I thought we're going to actually play some all right football at times. Um, I didn't think they looked too terrible. They certainly didn't look as, you know, a relegation side at, at times. It's going to be difficult to to sort of beat these teams, I think, because there's so much, there's just so much at stake for them. Um, but in, in terms of the wingbacks, I, I just think that we, we didn't really, we didn't play to our strengths. And you know, it kind of felt that we were a bit overcrowded to be honest, at, at times. Um, we played through the midfield, but yeah, I think um, I, I was not disappointed with the wing-backs, but I think we could have got a bit more from them. Yeah, and obviously, we did manage to get into the lead in the second half, Ross. Um, brilliant cross from Bidwell and a great header from Vic. Very brave to get his head on the end of that and give us the lead. Yeah, it was a uh, yeah, really good move, actually. And as we sort of slightly touched on you at know, half-time, you know, Robin's made obviously made a couple of subs and it felt like instantly we got that sort of hold on the game and and it was a lovely move and Bidwell overlapped, you know, um, and put in a delightful cross. And we, I think we've all been probably a bit critical at times of his delivery in those positions because he often does get in the right positions and doesn't find the cross to match it. But he did on this occasion. And uh, obviously Vic found the space and was incredibly brave. He got clattered at the same time, but it was a... Uh, it was one of those where I sort of didn't really celebrate because I was, <laughs> my heart was in my mouth and I was like, oh, I was like, yeah. this is not. So I sort of didn't, it was probably the goal. I probably, <laughs> I probably celebrated the least because I sort of went to celebrate and I saw him and I thought, no, 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 no. Get up, get up, get up, move, move, please. You know, um, and obviously, you know, he did and he, he seemed fine. So, yeah, it was a great finish. And he hasn't scored many goals with his head, has he? Really, no. when you think of it, crosses... <laughs> And then we've discussed this on the pod before. Yeah, we have players to get it to wing backs and we put these crosses in. And I sort of go, how many goals have we actually scored direct from a cross into the box, back in the net? But we did on that occasion and uh, hopefully more to continue. But yeah, great finish. And yeah, it was the least we deserved at that point in the game, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. And we couldn't get the second, we couldn't kill the game off. And, you know, Wigan started pushing forward. You kind of got the feeling they they would get a chance or two. Um and and they did they got their their equaliser, um little 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 bit disappointing here um a little bit static I thought at the back Dave yeah I just I think when especially against teams like Wigan you've got to go for the juggler for me and and you've got you know if you get a goal go a goal ahead you've got to keep going because we're not really a team that can it sounds stupid to say that because I think we're up there the most clean sheets this season but it always feels a little bit dodgy for us to sort of try and take 
you know, take a stance and say, right, we're not, we're not going to concede, but we're not going to attack and kind of sit it out. And I felt that we just invited pressure on again, like teams are going to have chances in games. Like we've said this time and time out on the pod, you're not going to go 90 minutes and not be able to, you know, eliminate a team to getting no chances. But I just, uh, we just needed to put our foot on the ball and we just needed to sort of hit corners just to, turn their defence which clearly they were struggling with all game balls in behind they were really struggling with and I just felt that it was just a bit frustrating because we invited that pressure on and you kind of you've only got yourself to blame when you when you do that it's just a bit of a shame because I thought up until that point we looked mostly in control of the game and it was just it's just frustrating that we sat on a a 1-0 lead against a, a team that are in a relegation fight like we should be just trying to kill him off like we did this Saturday. We should have been doing the same, uh, but I felt we thought we felt very defensive and even the changes that he made were similar. Yeah. What did you make of those, Ross, those changes? Yeah, it was, it was one of those where I echo everything you know, Dave just said in terms of you, you want us just to capitalise, don't you, when we're in the ascendancy and we were, and we obviously, we got our goal, and it felt like it was just a matter of time for us to get another one. And I, I don't know what it was. I, I Sometimes I just think, I think the change is just, I don't know what, I, I, I don't know. I, I sort of lost to work, you know, sometimes to think why for that 10 minute, 15 minute spell, what the change is, why we suddenly go, oh, well, we're just going to give them some hope because at that point in the game, you know, we, we've been down there, we've been relegated before. You, they, they were lost then. Do you know what I mean? The game was lost for them. And when we, invited them back into the game you know we've said it so many times haven't we it can't be it can't be look naturally on a football pitch with 15 minutes to go this happens like teams start to sort of sit deeper and sit deeper and go right we're not going to go for a second we're going to sit in but you can't imagine mark robbins is is saying you know sit in and 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 defend the uh the three points no and we've had it ourselves you know Teams would have rocked up to the, you know, so the Rico at the time, and we on a you know on a midweek game, and we're one 0 down, and they wouldn't let us back in the game. You know, they'd just strangle the game out. They'd they'd, they'd win it, and we'd be huffing and puffing, and we'd all walk away listening to Viva La Vida, disappointed, you know, out the out the ground, and that'd be that. But for some reason, against Wigan, when literally we were on the other side of that equation, we just sort of gave them some hope. You know, we just allowed them to have a bit of territory, allowed them to have the ball in our half. When up until that point, Sheaf and Eccles and Hamer were dominating it again, you know, and we were, we were the ones pushing you thinking, yeah, it's just a matter of time before it's 2-0. And we've said it before, I think a lot of our clean sheets come from when we're attacking. Best form of a defence's attack from the front. And I think when, I do agree with what you said, Dave, I think when we, when we almost go into a mentality of, oh, okay, let's defend now. It, it, I don't know. It was just a banana skin moment. You just felt it coming, didn't you? And and the goal itself was just sort of ridiculous. And, and that sort of it felt like that was going to be the way they were going to get back into the game. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was very disappointing. Um, but we did have a chance to win it right at the end, didn't we, Ross? Um, Hamer had a chance. He just couldn't quite push the ball past the keeper. Really, really agonising, almost, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Um... Yeah, I was out of my seat. I thought it was a huge, yeah, it was a huge moment, and and yeah, and it was just one of those. The key, obviously, just he just didn't find the finish. You know, it was a really good move. He you know 
nice pass. He found the space and was in. And you're just thinking, can he show that little bit of composure? You know, he sort of just hit it, didn't he, at him? But the one thing I would actually say um, about that was our reaction to them equalising was actually against the typical Coventry City script that we've probably all been used to. You know, on a as soon as they equalised, my gut said, oh, they'll go on and win it now. You know, we've, we've thrown this away. But actually, we came back and then we were the only team who actually looked like winning the game, which was a positive. And obviously we didn't. We had a few other chances, didn't we? God and had a couple. But that was the big chance at the end. And you're thinking that would have been, if that was last season with all the late goals we were scoring, maybe that would have found its way into the back of the net. But yeah, it was disappointing um, to obviously only draw the game. Dave, how did you feel at full time? Obviously, you know, good to go eight, eight games and beaten, but will we look back at draws like this and and Hull as well? And, you know, will there, are there points there lost that we will regret at the end of the season? Yeah, I don't know. Look, look I thought I thought Wigan at times were good. I thought they were organised. I thought they were clearly pushing for that. I think, you know, as much as we might look back at, you know, Wigan away on a Tuesday night and go, is a point good enough at this stage in the season? I think after that game, a lot of people have said no. Again, everyone was, you know, if you'd have put a poll out on Twitter, it would have been playoffs are off. And then, you know, after this weekend, it would be playoffs are on. So it's going to be like that all the way through to the end of the season. I think you'll be more frustrated about dropping points, um, which I think was it Swansea at home. Um, And I think you'll be more frustrated about Millwall away. Um, For me, that's throwing games away. Whereas, actually to see the reaction when we did equalise to then try and win it, which was really surprising that we didn't see Tyler Walker um, because I thought his pace would have been ideal on that sort of uh, greasy pitch in behind. All, all, all they struggled with all night was balls in behind, you know, and, and that's what we didn't stretch him enough. And Godden, to be honest, looked dead on, you know, out on his feet um, in that sort of final 15 minutes. I think even he had a chance that came to his left, his left foot and he couldn't really rearrange his feet because he just, he looked shattered to be honest. So I think we could have made some more positive changes. Um, but I think we'll look back and now with the hindsight of Blackpool think actually a point, it isn't the end of the world. And you go and look at what they did against Watford. They got a point against Watford. Teams are picking up points because they're scrapping. And, you know, it's easy to say that these games are played on paper. You expect three points and you go through the fixture list, but when it actually comes to the match, I think you'll you'll see a lot more fixtures finishing like this throughout the rest of the season. So I think you just got to take a point away from home and, and move on. Yeah, agree with you there, especially uh, on the point about Millwall away, especially now as you look at the league table. That one's mm. a, a real killer, isn't it? Looking back. Um, Ross, who was your man of the match for the Wigan game? <laughs> I think I, I think I'd I'd really want to I think I'd actually go with I think Ben Sheaf, you know. I, I think he really changed the changed the game when he came on. Um because I thought as we've sort of discussed, I think first half we were a little bit passive, uh, but he came on and he showed his class. You know, I think he he allowed us to get a uh, foothold in midfield. He allowed he actually made Eccles play a lot better. I thought first half Eccles hadn't been that good. But then Sheaf came on and Eccles was great. And then it allowed Hamer to push further forward. So, yeah, I think Ben Sheaf, you know, I think he was really good. Dave? 
Yeah, similar. Um, I thought Hamer again had a good game. It's difficult to go through any fixture, I think, and say that he hasn't had a good game. He was he was energetic. He was, you know, especially in the second half, he was making things happen. Um, so I'd say Hamer, but yeah, I, I agree with Ross. Chief was uh, was was class when he came on. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Let's move on and talk about the Blackpool game. Uh, Sky Blues travelled to the seaside on Saturday to take on a Blackpool side who, although struggling in the league, did put six past QPR on the Tuesday. Uh, but it was a comprehensive victory in the end, with the Sky Blues coming out 4-1 winners in front of nearly 4,000 travelling supporters. Um, Dave, that was an enjoyable one, wasn't it? Absolutely. It was really nice to see us put a team to the sword. You know, um, they were struggling from from the off, really. There seemed to be, you know, pockets of space all over. I'm not saying they didn't have their chances. Um, I mean, Dabo, you know, looked like he was, I just don't know what was going on, to be honest with Dabo. He looked like he was just not at, at the game at all. Um, so they had a few chances, didn't they? But yeah, it's it's always enjoyable to see people score. It's nice to see Sheaf get one because it, there's been a, quite a few chop opportunities he's had this season in the same positions and he's never really been able to, to capitalise on it. So it was a good finish from him. Um, and yeah, it's uh, you know I'm sure it was was enjoyable uh, one afterwards for, for everyone that went. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Ross, in terms of the team, obviously Dabo, Sheaf and Walker coming into the side. Again, nice that we were able to shake things up and... Obviously, really good to see Sheaf back starting again and made a big difference. Yeah, brilliant. And yeah, obviously, you'd have been my man of the match for, for Wigan. And I think it, it, it the way he played in that game meant that he had to start. I think Dabo obviously wasn't in the squad against Wigan and was obviously rested. So it's remarkable with the amount of injuries we've got that we were able to you know keep people out of the, the matchday squad because we wanted to play them for the next game. Um, and Walker, I, I do agree with... Um, you both mentioned it earlier in terms of him not, you know, he didn't get any minutes at all in the previous two fixtures. So it felt to me that maybe the reason why he didn't get any minutes was because he was going to start this game. So, you know, because he hadn't played a minute since he'd scored against Huddersfield, which I felt was slightly harsh. Um, so it's good to have those, you know, players coming in. We often hear Robbins talk about the amount of fixtures and, you know, tired legs. So it was good to see if, you know, a handful of changes, and it's good to have options back in and especially in that midfield, because that is the area we've been quite light, hasn't it? And we've been hit hard with, with injuries. Um, so had to have Ben Sheaf back in the side certainly, uh, certainly helps us going forward. Yeah. And Dave, we had a fast start to the game and did actually manage to take the lead early on through Sheaf. Um, he was given a lot of space here, but it's a really, really good finish. And 
we've seen quite a few of these sail over the bar and, and go wide this season, but he absolutely picked his pot here, didn't he? Yeah, no, it was a it was a lovely finish. He, look, he's always breaking forward and getting in that in that position. And um, like you say, he's had a load of chances to do the same this season. And this was was a brilliant finish. But it was it was more so like the the build up into it as well. You know, it, we went up as a as a team. We haven't done that that much this season um, because we've had Jokeres up front. We've started to go much longer for him to then hold up the ball. Um, when, with, without Callum O'Hare, I think we've missed that sort of you know, playing through teams. And I thought this Saturday we really started to play through teams. And this was was the same, you know, as a sort of give and go. Jokeres, um took it took it wide, took a player on and and, and laid it off and sheaf, you know, great finish. Um it, it's good. We we need other players to start chipping in with goals. Um and that was a really, really great strike. We'll talk about Blackpool's penalty, Ross. Um obviously it was Sheaf that gave the ball away in the middle, unfortunately, and then Fads just kind of completely misses the ball and kicks the player. A um, few people around me were saying it wasn't a pen, but I was kind of certain as soon as I saw it. Um, what were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, at the time, I, I was having to endure the the Clive Eakin commentary. That <laughs> so you moment. had no idea then? Uh, so at the time, I, 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 yeah, I had no idea what was going on. It could have been Fads. It could have been Mark Robbins making the tackle. I, I have no idea with Clive. But uh, but no, watching it back, and, and again, today I, I sort of watched sort of the extended highlights again. You sort of think if he'd potentially gone to ground and slid, he might have actually blocked him off because he obviously he stormed over, did quite well to get across, but because his momentum took him all way, one way, you know, the Blackpool guy managed to sort of shift inside. So, yeah, it was a, it was a penalty. Um you know, and it, but it started earlier on, didn't it? It started with Ben Chief, who had obviously scored, you know, given a pass that he would make 99 times out of 100. So it was compounded. You know, sometimes we'd get away with that sort of mistake, but unfortunately we didn't on this occasion. Yeah, and it was good to see us sort of keep pushing on, really. Um, and Dave, it was a really good bit of play, actually, from Dabo down the right and forced a good save out of Maxwell. Um, and then the resulting corner was swung in by Hamer and turned in by a Blackboard defender. Um yeah, it, it looked like it was fads at first, but then obviously it went down as an own goal. But, you know, good time to obviously get the lead back, wasn't it? Yeah, no. And we we looked like we'd score or we looked threatening, I think, every time we, we came forward. And I think this was Dabo's turning point in the game. I think up to that point, he'd really struggled. Um, and then he got, yeah, really good position, um, got past his man, didn't he? And then, I mean, Hamer's been threatening to do this all season and last season. Um and it's as good as scoring direct from a corner, isn't it? Because he he puts in such a like a vicious ball, and and people can't deal with it. And very often now they've been under the bar or just around that area. Um, and yeah, this this was no different. He, you know, he he had no no option other to just sort of try and get a bit of a head on it, and it's it's gone in. And it's a great time because I think we we could have gone two ways here um, we were playing such good football and we still needed to just continue with that and if we'd have dropped off I think you know Blackpool could have took some heart and 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 put us under a lot of pressure so no I think it was um, yeah perfect time to score really Yeah as you say Hamer's uh, set piece is very influential in our team and obviously we came out second half and and he was involved again Ross with it with a free kick a lovely sort of floated free kick over uh, and then Fads just you know smashed it home like a like a striker would where did that come from 
Where did that come from? Um, One of the best finishes I've seen all season from our, yeah. from our centre half. Well, again, when you see, when you see, you know, we've gone three one up, and you see it's you know, fads with the goal. You you're thinking oh, he's nodded one in, you know, from a corner or, or something scrappy. But no, um, yeah, Hamer, good delivery, put it in the danger area. They didn't deal with it. And, you know, he's in the right place, but he's caught it so sweet, hasn't he? And he's got it on target. He's kept it low. And I think that's the, the impressive thing about it. You, you'd see a lot of attacking players sky those over the bar, but he's he's got over it. <laughs> yeah, you got you just, you can't not smile, can you? Do you know what I mean? Like watching it again, you know, and seeing it, how buzzing he is. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, great for him to get a goal. And, you know, you talk about important times just before halftime. I think getting that third goal when we did, was equally, you know, it was just a, yeah, a nail in the coffin for for Blackpool, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it absolutely was because they had to sort of push push forward at that point and really go for it, um, and obviously that meant that you know there was just so much space wasn't there for us. And whatever's got Mick McCarthy said at half time has just gone out of the window. Do you know what I mean? In yeah, terms yeah, of, of course, it's it's just a. I think for the for the, for the uh, home crowd as well, it's, it's sort of demoralising. So it was just, it was great that we started on the positive, you know, as we've mentioned a few times, giving teams encouragement. Sometimes we tend to do that. So it was nice to get that two-goal cushion so early on um, to just give us that sort of breathing room to almost allow ourselves to just really go for it, you know, which is obviously what we did. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, Matty Gordon came on, Dave, and, and sealed it in the 73rd minute. Um, as Ross said, we were sort of completely out of sight and... The last kind of 20 minutes or so felt very, very comfortable. Yeah, I think, you know, we probably could have could have got a few few more. You know, we, we just had so so much space and that was it. I think Blackpool, the, the writing was on the wall for them, wasn't it? Great to see Godden. Um, we sort of um, picked up from one of their mistakes. So it was their chance to to make a mistake this time. And, uh, you know, it was it was all against them once. Um, it was Hamer who picked up the ball, wasn't it? And, and, and Godden... He's just—he's so cool in that in that sort of area. He's not going to miss, is he? He's um, no, better life on those ones, don't you? Really? Yeah. Uh, great finish and and great for him to get another goal. You know, he, he needs them to to just keep him ticking over. Um, we're going to need him a lot for the next you know last part of the season. So great to see him chipping in. Great to see you know Walker um, getting some some. Uh, um, minutes, you know, recently, and and we need him because we need them all firing. Yeah, what did you make of his performance, Dave, on Saturday? Were you impressed with him? Yeah, I, th- I think he's he's had a you know his his recent stint has been has been decent, and um, I thought you know it also felt like he was. It sounds really odd to say this because you don't know because you're outside of the changing room, you'd never have a clue. But he looks a bit more included or in the squad. It sounds odd to say that. Um, but I think sometimes he's looked a bit, not dejected, but he's just looked a bit separate from yes, when things have been going on. It's hard to explain because I'm sure he isn't. Um, and, you know, we all know what a, what a cracking sort of change room environment they've got. And, you know, we've seen all the, 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 the jollies that they've gone on and all of that. So you can't, it's hard to say that a player doesn't look connected to the to the rest of the team, but I definitely felt he just looked a bit more, involved and engaged I guess with with others um and you saw that when she scored yeah uh, well I and I, I agree everything you said there I think on this sort of city and scene bits of content as well you, I think when you go back to this time last season he'd sort of been shipped out on loan to Portsmouth 
and clearly was just out of favour. And then obviously didn't do that well there. And then obviously he's had a couple of injuries and just sort of been out of favour. And I agree. I think compared to the start of the season when it sort of felt like he was in the squad, but it felt like just from how he his demeanour was that he was almost there on the bench to make up the numbers because obviously we haven't, you know, we're not blessed in that department. But it does feel that in the last last few weeks, month or so, that he actually is part of the squad. You know, he's been playing, he's now scored, you know, he's he's, he's starting games and it feels like he's almost got the trust of Robbins again. And something I've been, I don't know, thinking about for a while, he's obviously out of contract. You know, I'd put it to you two. What, what do you think will happen with him in the summer? And or what would you... What would you do if you were Mark Robbins and Doug King in the summer? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting point. Um, I'd be tempted to keep him, if I'm honest. Not as maybe one of the first choice strikers, but certainly as, you know, third or fourth, I think. I mean, like we said, there's going to have to be such a big overhaul in the mm. summer anyway. You know, if he can have a good sort of run towards the end of the season, like you say, he feels more integrated to the squad, his attitude seems better, then I think he's a, I think he's a good option to have, personally. Um, what do you make of it, Dave? Yeah, I think the same. Um, look, there's a lot that's going to go on this summer. Probably are going to lose Vic, um, I'd imagine. So that's going to leave a massive, massive hole. Trying to replace someone like that is going to be tough. Um, and the other thing is, is that a lot of people seem to forget, football fans seem to forget that you need a squad, not a team. And, it, you know, we've been absolutely plagued with injuries this year. And most most teams would have, you know, they say 24 man squad. It's bigger, bigger than that, really. Now that, that you, you you need uh, for the for the championship, I think, in the volumes game. So, yeah, absolutely. Attitude seems better. Um, I felt he just feels a bit more included, more engaged, um, and and probably knows that maybe he is playing to to stay in a team that next year, if not this year, are going to be trying to get promoted. You know, and that that what a position to be as a as a player. So if that's not a chance for you to say, actually, I need to get my head down. I'm playing for a top ten side here. Um, you know, and when he joined, he you know he wasn't playing for a top ten side, was he? So things have changed, and maybe you know maybe that realization is is that you know I want to I want to stay and 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 earn, earn my position. And, and Mark Robbins is is obviously seeing something at, on the training ground and seeing something in his attitude to say that you know, he should be, you know, pushing people for start. And I think squad, you know, squad depth is what you need for people to be accountable and for people to be uh, not, sit, you know, sort of standing on their laurels. You know, Vic is a is an enigma of his own. He He's always going to play, but it's not the same for Godden or Walker um, and, and Maguire, you know, and having that sort of competition is, is good. And there's less pressure on them now, isn't there? You know, yeah. in terms of the, you know, Vic and, and you know the other players. It felt like when we first signed him in the first season back in the championship, it felt like, you know, we spent money on him. He's been signed to be the guy to, you know, score our goals, really. And he actually did end up top scorer that season, but uh like seven or something. But uh yeah, I do I agree. I think uh, you know, for a while I was like, yeah, he yeah, release him sort of thing, because by all accounts he's on quite a decent wage, you know. Um, but actually, sort of yeah, I've sort of taken notice of how he sort of been in terms of the squad and you think well he is still at that age where and I'll use Jokeres as a prime example we signed a guy who literally other you know people were going out oh, lost cause sort of thing rubbish done I, I, 
do think Walker's got something that can Robbins just fine tune something to get him. Maybe I'm not saying he's going to be this 15, you know, even a, a 10 goal striker, but can yeah. he, can he get him to be more effective on a consistent basis? Where he's we got go, a natural an asset. Yeah. striker's instinct. I, yes. I think, yeah. I think he's very natural in front of goal. I just, I just think sometimes I find, and we've said this on the pod so many times, fun, sometimes I just find him a bit muddling in that he tries to play that hold up role when he's never going to be strong enough for that. Um, and sometimes he doesn't make those, he comes short and doesn't make those runs in behind. Do, do you know what I mean? I of, often find him as a bit of a puzzling player, but I think, you know, I, I think he would be, he's best in that sort of playing off the strike, off the, off the shoulder, um, a bit like Matty Godden. And, yeah, I think I think there's there's definitely something there. Great win at Blackpool. Um and obviously we'd have to talk about the fans as well briefly, Ross. Um unbelievable to take 3700 up there. Obviously sang all game non-stop. Um yeah, unbelievable support and obviously great a great day out for the fans. Yeah, incredible and you know, I I'd have, I, yeah, love to have been there sort of thing if, you know, obviously but the tickets always for Blackpool away, you know, sell so quick. And uh, yeah, it was actually amazing. Obviously, listen to a little bit and then I managed to watch uh, most of it and sort of seeing it, all you can hear, yeah, it was the Sky Blue Army. It was incredible. Seeing all the footage, seeing Blackpool fans' vlogs on YouTube, which is delightful. If anyone's bored, you know, just type in that and you'll have a good, good evening's entertainment. But that's an incredible view from the home end to see that whole stand, you know, that whole length of the pitch, you know, full um, of, of the Sky Blue Army. And the, the noise was incredible. And I think, I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like a lot of our players, they know how, you know, especially players who've been here for a while, they know how good the support is. And I think newer players like Luke McNally and things like that, they, they've seen how good the home support is and how good the away support is. But I think this is a game, and like it was, you know, when we played Blackpool before, when the Hamer song emerged. I feel it feels like this is a a game where some of our players get, really sit up and take notice and go, "Wow, actually, yeah, yeah. this is incredible sport." And you heard Fads talk about it and talk about how Luke McNally came in the dressing room and was like, "How good are these fans?" You know, Matty Godden saying it's the best he's ever seen. I mean, and he's been here; he's seen all sorts of incredible away followings. So it's yeah, it just gets better and better, and and. Yeah, and Robbins as well, right? I mean, Robbins, I think it was after the Wigan game in his interview, he said how excited he was for 4,000 fans to be there. Then he said it in the press conference. Then his, then his interview after the game, he said how amazing it was having the whole side of you know, the pitch. And he just men- kept mentioning it over and over again. It clearly, like, it has an impact. And, like, it's... Ros- Robbins was buzzing, so the players must be buzzing as well, you know? Yeah. And then and, and, and I think for a lot of players and I, and I do think they get it because I think we've got people like fads who actually are sort of they they seem to really love the club do you know what I mean they're almost like us playing in terms of that you know he wants Luke McNally to sign do you know what I mean he's almost you know going yeah look you know here look, look what's going on and I think there's a you'd struggle to go to anywhere else with that that level of support you know and I, I look at like Hamer I look at I look at Vic you know and other people and I go there's something special happening here you know, new owner in the summer, summer of change, bringing some players. If we kept these, you know, the big three, you know, four, probably big five now, we 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 really could hit something next season. And you'd have away ends like that every single game, you know, and yeah, it'd be incredible. So 
yeah, Robin's clearly doesn't take it for granted. He he knows, you know, he sees the support and it's uh yeah, it just gets better and better. They never fail to to amaze. I'm beaten in nine, Dave. Um obviously, as we said, it has been a slightly easier run, but you know, you can only beat what's in front of you and you know it's it's a brilliant run we've put together. Yeah, I was just trying to look at at, at that. You're right. I mean, Sunderland, you know, are no are no mugs and right. And you know we've put four against teams that we should be putting four against. Um, you know the whole one probably sits out as a as a bit of a disappointment just in that in the way that. But other than that, you know you can't really grumble. We never really expected to get much more from the Preston game. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look back at how far we go, but I think Millwall even slips into that sort of um, un, unbeaten run, doesn't it? So you know, yeah, I think we've we've we've. Uh, yeah, it starts starts from West Brom, right? Away. Yeah, um, exactly that. So, yeah, I think, you know, to to get a point against Luton and to, to beat Millwall, those first couple of games were tricky. And then we've had another tricky fixture against Sunderland where, you know, I thought we looked really good for that three points. So, yeah, been a few, we've dropped points, but very consistent, really. Um, and you've only got to look at our sort of form, the form table, we're way up there. You know, there's other people forget. It's very easy to get bogged down in Coventry city and what results are happening. People forget that Watford drew against Wigan also at home this week. People forget that Huddersfield turned over Millwall away. You know, that's happening. And we keep saying it, but these games aren't played on paper and there's still a hell of a lot of football to be played. And they're all tricky ties. They're not, they're not givens. Um, so yeah, as hard as Hull at home was to take, as hard as Wigan away was, you know, how, what, what are Watford fans saying at the moment? What, what are Millwall fans saying? Millwall fans are saying Gary Rowett's bottled it again. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Ross, who's your man of the match for Blackpool? Um, I, I'd say, I think... I think I want to go with Hamer. I think, to, to, to be honest, I um, as Dave said, in terms of Wigan, you, 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 we don't win or play well without Hamer. You know, playing well. There's very rarely a time where we've, we we play well and you go, ah, oh, he was a bit off it. I just think again, creating the first goal, you know, creating the the third and and the fourth. You know, really, you know, you're just involved, and his energy. I mean, I think the fourth goal just epitomizes Hamer. You know that that pressing, but pressing like you mean it. You know, it, it, at, like he's thinking, I'm definitely going to win the ball back. So I think for that, he just drives us, doesn't he? He just he just just drives us forward. He grabs the games by the scruff of the neck and and pushes us forward. So yeah, I'll go with go with Hamer. Dave, who are you going for? It's very hard to disagree, isn't it? I think we sit here every week and say Hamer uh, or <laughs> Vic. Um, but yeah, I agree. You know, everything that we done well was 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 through that man, and um, he just keeps getting better and better. And you know, long may it continue. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Before we go, we'll just do a quick preview of the Stoke game. Obviously, we have got the international break in between uh, that. But um, Dave, massive game at home to Stoke uh, after the international break. Yeah, good chance to get. You know, more rest, um, more time on the training pitch, I think, for the team as well. I'm sure they're going to have a bit of time off, but 
Robbins has said how much, how hard it's been to get people on, you know, training regularly um, and working on certain things. So hopefully some more time on the training pitch will, you know, help us yield some good results um, in, the, in the coming games. And, and Stoke is, is one really that at home, I think we we have to sort of win really. When you look at some of the fixtures that we've got happening, um, you know, you've got a Blackburn away in there, you've got a Watford at home, Um you know, there's a few tricky ties plus some aways. I think Stoke is is one. You know, I'm not saying they've they've been bad. They played really well this this weekend as well. But it's one we should be looking to um, to win. And uh, you know, just hope everyone gets up there again and and creates the atmosphere that we created against Sunderland because that definitely helps the team get over the line. And we just need to replicate that and and keep the momentum going. Yeah, do you expect a big crowd to be up there, Dave? You'd imagine people will be pretty excited. Obviously, you've got a couple of weeks now to save for that. Um, can you see a, a sort of 25k crowd up there? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I don't know what Stoke have, have got or what they're they're bringing. It's a bit of a nothing game for them, I guess. So they're probably only going to be around the thousand mark. Um, so I don't know, maybe 23, maybe 24. Uh, but yeah, should be you know should be should be all up there because like you say, plenty of time to plan for it and um, and and hopefully people will be chomping at the bit now. Ross, what kind of game do you expect from Stoke? I think it'll be um, yeah, it'll be a tough game. They've they have improved, they have improved lately. You know, they're four games unbeaten. The last three away games, they've they've won two, drawn one, scoring nine goals. They obviously beat Sunderland. 5-1 away. Before that, they'd beat Swansea. They also have beaten Blackburn at home recently. So they, yeah, they, they've got some good players. You know, we see it, you know, every sort of financial year when they announce their sort of losses, that yeah, their, their spending is extremely high. They they are sort of proverbial underachievers every season. Like that, that, there's no doubt that they have not got the 13th highest budget, budget in the league. You know, that, that there's a lot higher than that. They should be doing a lot better than they are. So I think Alex Neal, they've just been very up and down. They're an inconsistent side. I feel pretty good about the game, to be honest. I sort of, and the fact that they've been on a decent, you know, two wins, two draws from the last four makes me feel more confident because I think that's what they are. They're a team that they'll flirt. They'll sort of flatter to deceive that they're, that they've, they've cracked it and then they'll, you know, they'll, they won't perform and, and they'll lose. So they've got some good individual players. Josh Laron's a very good player. Tyrese Campbell. Yeah, they have got some good players. Um, and as I say, they should, I think with a better manager and just with a better spirit and everything, they would be doing better than they are. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a nothing game for them. And it's it's the owners should be on us and we should just go to enjoy it because there is no pressure on us. You know, after the start of the season, there was no pressure to be getting into the playoffs, but we've got a chance. So let's just enjoy it and let's just go for it. Dave, what's your prediction? I think we'll be I think we'll win. I think um I can't I can't see us getting beat and um I think after two weeks they'll come out. I I'm gonna go for you know two two nil, I think. I don't Ross. think we'll concede. Yeah, I was gonna go the same, to be fair. Two nil. Two nil. Two nil. We'll take that. Some interesting uh games in our league on that day. Um Luton have got Watford, Blackburn away at Birmingham, potentially a tricky tie there. Norwich play Sheffield United, Millwall play West Brom. So a lot of teams actually around us playing each other um, the weekend after next. So big opportunity, Ross, with, with, you know, with points being dropped all around us. Yeah, it is a big opportunity. And 
we've just got to focus on what yeah what we do you know um and if we can if we can win then we know we're gonna we're gonna gain on either teams that are with us trying to chase or or the teams that we we're chasing so yeah it's gonna be a really interesting last eight games you know we're 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 in single digits now we we have some of these teams to play um you know blackburn and you know watford so it is sort of in our hands to a degree. And I do actually think, I mean, it's remarkable. Uh, and, you know, I've said it a few times on the pod that I think our starting 11 is top six, but we actually haven't got our strongest starting 11. You know, O'Hare, Palmer, Allen, injured. So it's to me, it is just remarkable that we're even, you know, having this conversation with the injuries yeah. we've got because I've gone on record saying, you know, the bench is really subpar. But actually, and obviously, we, and, you know, and after the World Cup, we did have a bit of a stutter in terms of results. It's just, it's just incredible that we're even in a position uh, to, to sort of be going for it. So, yeah, I think other teams are stuttering. Millwall losing to Huddersfield is a prime example because that's the thing. There's teams down there. There's actually quite a few teams who've got something to play for, whether it's, you know, Middlesbrough have got to play some of these sides and they're gunning to try and get that second automatic spot. You've got Sheffield United want to keep in the automatics. You've got that group of six, seven, eight teams trying to get into the, you know, fight for those four playoff spots. And then you've got, you know, about five, six teams in the relegation scrap. So there's a lot of teams at this stage of the season, sometimes in years gone by, you've got a big chunk of the table that are just on the beach. It feels mm-hmm. like, and you go, well, yeah, they'll win that. They'll beat yeah, Preston or something at home. Um, but it does feel like there will be odd results, a bit like Huddersfield beating Millwall. You know, and that's why I think what we've done has been impressive because we've we have done our job. We've beat Blackpool, we've beat Huddersfield convincingly. We got a point away from home midweek against Wigan. So we, you know, and now we're playing sides where you go. Actually, I think it plays into our hands more that a team's going to come and attack us, and we can then you know do those quick transitions on the break and and hopefully pick up some more points. Yeah, you mentioned obviously some of the games we've got coming up. Um, our next six are Stoke, Swansea, Watford, QPR, Blackburn and Reading. Dave, which of those do you think are going to be tough? Which of those worry you? And which do you think are, you know, ones we have to be picking up the three points? Yeah, I think from that, I think 10, 10 to 12 points is what we kind of need to get. Um, and that allows for us to probably draw against Blackburn um, and maybe one of the other away games or even... Watford at home but it doesn't really allow for for much and and maybe a loss like I've got us down at, at Swansea as a loss to be honest I think it's a really tricky tricky game yeah we don't tend to get on well there do we no um whereas I actually feel more confident about us taking on Watford at home I saw them this weekend didn't think they looked that impressive um they had about uh six minutes injury time they were strolling around it was odd to see really that they just couldn't must they had, they had chances but couldn't muster up it didn't look like they wanted it to be honest and and I think you know I've looked at the next five for a lot of teams and, and Ross was saying there you know Luton they've got an absolute like next five grim running like they play Watford Millwall and they've got Blackpool who need to pick up points they've got Rotherham um, and, and Reading um even Blackpool, uh, Blackburn have got tough games. 
the teams around us have, have got really tricky ties. Millwall's is probably the easiest running you know, for the next five that you could say. You know, they play West Brom, but they've got Luton, Hull, Preston and Birmingham. Um, Norwich's is, is awful. They, they've got Sheffield United, Blackburn, Rotherham, uh, Middlesbrough and QPR. <laughs> you know, that that's a really tricky one for, for them. So I... It's it, you are at this stage of season where you're starting to look at what other teams are doing. You just have to. It's the the nature of how tight it is um, up there. And you know, Millwall were actually fortunate this weekend that the other teams around them lost or or drew as well. Apart from us, we were the only team that sort of picked up. I think it's going to be tricky. There's going to be lots more, you know, twists and turns. But for run-ins, as run-ins go next couple of five games I think we look um, you know that we've got a fair fair running and dare I say it in two games time we could be well in that playoff well in it we could be you know we could be a couple of points clear from what from what I'm looking at a couple of points you know if teams get draws and teams lose yeah next week uh, sorry next fixture schedule looks really tidy for us as you mentioned but even beyond that it looks it looks pretty good Teams have all got to play each other as well. Ross, what's your heart saying? Are we going to do it? What are we, are we going to get to the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, um, what's my heart saying? <laughs> my heart's probably saying yes. My head is probably saying. I just, I, I guess, the thing is in my head because if we had O'Hare and Palmer fit in our 11, I would be feeling confident. It's just, it is difficult to think. I mean, it would be a mammoth effort, you know, to, to, to be able to do it. And I really hope we can. Um, look, there's a, we've got eight games. We, we're capable of beating anybody on our day. And it's about, can, I think it's going to be who's the most consistent side. You know, well, if our, absolutely. If our performance levels are... If we play like we did against Sunderland, you know that sort of level of performance in the net, through the eight games, I think we'd pick up, you know, requisite points. Um, I think if we play like we did in the first half against Wigan, I think certain side would probably punish us more than them. So it, it's, yeah, bring it on. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be exciting. I mean, Jamie Allen's going to be back, and then there's positives, isn't there? I think I think Allen's going to be back after the international break, or, or yep. very shortly after that. So that will be it a big help um, because, you know, he has scored, you know, he's our second highest scorer. So obviously that will help and that will give us an extra body midfield. You know, and it does feel like at least at wing back, we have got a few options in terms of Norton Cuffey and Wilson Esbrand. So yeah, but he's obviously been rotating it a little bit, a little bit more. You just feel that little bit of X factor, don't you? That spark. If we had O'Hare and Palmer just fit, you'd be, you'd be confident, wouldn't you? you you'd just be. Hmm. It's know, mental, but- isn't it though? It's absolutely mental because, because we are a game week away from getting in the top six it, it, and we are without them it's, it's it's one thing I think we've actually done pretty well to be fair is I think the way we've played we have adapted our, our style of play slightly I feel like when you think back to that sort of those four games before the World Cup break when we had O'Hare we had Palmer we had Vic and we won four in a row and we beat Watford we beat Blackburn beat QPR we were playing that real sort of nice slick passing football won't be in the final third. Yeah. I do feel we, we have now found an effective way of winning games, which maybe isn't quite a sort of, you know, Robin's ball in terms of what we've been used to. It is a lot. It, 
we're sort of a bit more, it feels like direct in, in a way, you know, like yeah. we'll drive forward, we'll play the ball to Vic, he will turn and run. Like it's not hoofball by any means, but it's a direct style of play. Whereas I feel like, you know, last season and previous times, we, we'd really try and pass it out the back. It feels like we're a lot more like, once we get the ball, we turn and we get you turning, running back to your own goal and we and you hit on the counter. So, and it's obviously worked and the players are buying into it. The crowd are buying into it. And yeah, it's going to be a fun, a fun eight games. Wigan was a bit of an anomaly, but other than that, it also feels like we're, pl- we're playing with even more sort of swag. I don't mm-hmm. know. Blackpool this weekend for me, we just looked like a team that thought they were going to win, knew they were going to win. Um, and I don't think we've always looked like that. No. Uh, not in every game this season, especially when Norwich came to 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 the CBS um, or we went to to Norwich. Um, even potentially when other, you know, other, other teams have, have come, we've not looked like that. But I think these last couple of weeks, we've looked like a team that believe they can and believe they should be there. And it's, I don't know, it's scary to even think because you just don't want to. You just don't really want to put yourself in that headspace because, I mean, it, it just doesn't really go it doesn't bear thinking about because it would just be such a ridiculous, wouldn't it? For, for, for where we've come from to get back into that, uh, even would, with a chance, yeah. it would just be, I don't know. You well, don't even think what, Whatever happens now, it'll be, it'll be unbelievable. Really. Do you know what I mean? Whatever happens, because we're going to pick up a few points towards the end of the season, whatever happens, we're going to win a few games. We might lose a couple, whatever, whatever happens, but we're going to finish in the top half. I have no doubt about it, well, which is incredible. We need eight points from eight games. And if we get those eight points, we will have beaten last season's points tally. By, by that's point. all you so can ask for. That's And that's all we can ask for. And and is incremental. And I saw it on the forums on Twitter. Everyone thought, this is even before the stadium pitch issues. Everyone thought, I think this is the season we're going to regress slightly. You know, and then at the start of the season, you're thinking, yeah, you know, <laughs> we, we might well do. But alas, here we are. And I'd be shocked if we don't get eight points from eight games. You know, <laughs> and... And then it'll be, you know, top half finish, top 10. <laughs> Crikey. I think, I think we said, didn't we, the, when we did our, at the Skyby Tavern, our preview, and it was like, oh yeah, if we can, you know, top 10 would be, I remember saying would be, you know, that progress that we talk about. I think it'd be remarkable. And, but we've got an opportunity. There is an opportunity. I think teams like Millwall, I think if in those one-off games, like when we played Millwall not long ago, I think we can get the better of, you know, because our defence, we know how to defend. I feel like we can come out on the right side of those tight games. And I think what, if we can What do, do you that, think we need from from the eight? Just out, what what do you yeah. think we need? I think need we need, need to get five 75 points. 75 you need to get to, I think. Looking at, I'd look at the last three seasons, about 75 gets you in, sometimes slightly less, but, so what's that? So we're on 57. So we need uh, quite a few. I think we need, I think we need, I honestly think we need at least five wins and a draw, two draws and one defeat or six, six wins, six wins and two defeats um, would be 18 points. It's a big ask. ask. Yeah. But it's not, it's not out of the question. It's not impossible. And, and, you know, Hey, we, we, I think people would have thought that was, you know, would have been. Weirdly though, other, the other teams, need that do you know what I mean like pretty much well, like some are in there already aren't they yeah I mean. but yeah. you know Millwall Norwich and West Brom they need that right yeah yes they that's, need the, that's the thing points, and yeah. it, so you're only looking at you're only looking at a couple of teams well you're looking at Millwall really slipping up aren't you 
I think you're only really looking at six spot that is probably there. I can't see Blackburn probably not winning their game in hand, which puts that puts them in Luton a little bit. You know, but they've all got tricky ties. We've said this, but it, I don't well, know. It looks like sixth is the is the one like, that's up for grabs. Like you say, you, 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 yeah, you look at say Millwall right as the team where you go. They're the team we can. Yeah, they're only two places above us. We we can replace them. Like you you touched on earlier, Dave. That you know they've got West Brom and Luton as the next two games. And there's absolutely no guarantee that they, they could lose both of those. They could, might get one point. And then they've got six games then to get five wins. You know, exactly. So like you say, they've got to, other teams have got to do their jobs as well. Um, and I mean, they've got Blackburn on the last day of the season. You yeah. know, and, and, yeah. and Blackburn have also been a bit of a dodgy side in terms of, yeah, they've sort of been up there. And at times they look like they could even flirt to try and get automatics. But then they then also similarly go on quite a, a poor run, I think. Yeah, I think nothing's out of the, the question. I, think. I also think that for that sort of fourth spot for Blackburn and Luton is key because of who who you'll be playing, right? You know, because otherwise you're playing well, what Middlesbrough potentially. If it's interesting for us as well, by the way, because we play Middlesbrough on the last day of the season. Yeah, and if they were to finish third and we were to finish sixth, then there's a another look, long trip up to Middlesbrough in the same week or the week well, after, whatever it is. Well, you, you could easily have a situation, couldn't you, where they need to win to try and give themselves a chance of overtaking Sheffield United. Yeah. To automatics. And we need to win to try and get in, to give ourselves a chance of getting into the top yeah, six. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, I'd, I'd I don't that, want to think about that. It's absolutely I'd, disgusting. I do believe that. I think that's the, probably the hardest possible last game of the season we could have if, obviously, if they have something to play for. Yeah. Mm. I don't think it gets any harder than that Middlesbrough away. So, so we're saying we actually just want Sheffield United to just tonk, start tonking people. Yeah. And let's be honest, they need to. I mean, they have been absolutely stinking, haven't they? I, I'd, I'd back us. I, I'd fancy us, let's say, for example, I'd feel more confident us playing Sheffield United than, yeah. than you know, than Middlesbrough. So would I. You know, if we were to, we're, if we we're were their bogey team, aren't we? Yeah, and I, like, I just haven't, I just weren't impressed. I just think... Sometimes with certain sides, you. Although having said that, yeah, they, we said we, we said Boxing Day they didn't have to do much to get past us, did they? They no. they didn't have to do that day. They didn't have to do much. No, they didn't. And we we fair. We we had a chance to make it one all. I think the game would have been different. You know, O'Hare got injured. I mean, that game just had everything go wrong, really. Um, but I mean, I just feel like Middlesbrough have got that media momentum, and and obviously yeah. the, you know, the way they're playing in terms of yeah. Carrick, you know. And I just sort of think, I think sort Sheffield destined, United, yeah. I think if they were to blow it second place after being in their pretty much all season, I don't do not think they'd win the playoffs. I think mm. that would take it too much out of them. Mm. I think Middlesbrough would be would be dangerous because they've not been in second. Do you know what I mean? I think they'd sort of be disappointed that they didn't close the gap, but they've just been winning relentless. Um, yeah, I think Luton, Blackburn, and Millwall. I, I'd back us. I really would. Uh, you know, in a in a playoff game, Norwich not so much. I don't know what it is about them. They just yeah. seem to they seem to turn up like the Norwich you sort of expect when they play us, and then I they'll agree. end up drawing, you know, to random average sides. You know, um, they also just turn it on when they play against us. So I don't know, um, but we'll see. It's exciting. It is certainly exciting, um, chaps. That's all we've got time for this week. Thanks very much for joining me. Uh, and listeners, do make sure you're following our partners, Sky Blue Tavern, across their social channels. And also make sure you book your table for pre and post match drinks and food for the Stoke game. 
As always, if you want to get involved in the conversation, all you need to do is use the hashtag SBE podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.